ask yourself what you would do if you knew you couldn't fail and then go for it do that thing and forget about the fear of failure because we're all going to fail you're going to fail a hundred times but that's okay that's part of life but you just keep you keep at it and eventually you succeed Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Mike Mulick. I asked students what they wish they taught in school, and this is what they said. All right, we're just going to get right into it with some uh, letters from students. So I received a letter from a high school student named Ingrid, and in response to my question to her, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? That was a question I asked the students. Uh, you know, you should hear, <laughs> you should hear some of the responses I got to this question. I mean, this is a question that you should, everybody should ask ask yourself. Um, but I I love these uh, responses. So, um, uh, Maddie writes, "I would live my life to the fullest by succeeding in school and my sport." And then. There's a student named Lucy. I would definitely try more dangerous things and take more risks. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Tenzin writes, if I knew I would succeed at everything, I would try everything. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I would probably, this is Annabelle, I would probably be less stressed and calm in class, and I might even try harder so I could learn. Yeah, I think that we, I mean, if we knew we wouldn't fail, we'd be less stressed. I guess I wish that we could just be less stressed in general and then just not be afraid to try these things because we obviously are interested in doing them. One person writes, I don't know. Probably hadn't thought about that before. You know, I have to say this is something that I, I didn't really think about this myself until recently, but I was a little bit surprised when I thought about it. I... I don't know if someone had asked me this question, I might not have gone into medicine. I mean, I, I guess at some point I decided I wanted to do medicine, but I, I sometimes wonder if there was something else I wanted to do. All right. There's a student named Jackson. He says, I would cure all poverty and disease and become a professional soccer player. Yeah, that's awesome. And a guy named David writes, I would get rich and live happy if I could not fail. And a student named Jackson says, I would write a book. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? That is such an important question that everybody should be asking themselves. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? I wish that I had asked myself that question when I was younger. I might have done something completely different with my life. I'm not really sure, but I think it's something that everybody should ask themselves. If you get an answer to the question and then you decide not to do that, you know, what does that mean? We would have to argue that, you know, that's the question to help us figure out what to do because you should do it. And the only reason that you're not doing it is because you're afraid of failing. So I think the lesson is, ask yourself what you would do if you knew you couldn't fail, and 
then go for it. Do that thing and forget about the fear of failure because we're all going to fail. You're going to fail a hundred times, but that's okay. That's part of life, but you just keep, you keep at it and eventually you succeed. So we're going to get back to Ingrid. I'm going to read the rest of her letter. So she says, I would go to space, become president, solve climate change, travel the world and do everything. Yeah, this is uh, absolutely, totally agree with doing all this great stuff. Let's see. Then she asks, what is the most difficult part of the process to becoming a doctor? Well, getting into school is probably one of the hardest parts, um, just getting in. But, you know, then she goes on to ask a question that really expra- explains what I think is the hardest part of being a doctor and or, or anybody, you know, that takes care of people. The hardest part. Um, her second question is, how do you handle the fear that a patient could get hurt or die? You know, I'm going to just add something to the rest of her question, which is, because of something I did. So how do I handle the fear that a patient might get hurt or die because of something I did? You know, more importantly, how have I handled the pain and the guilt and the shame when a patient was hurt because of something I did? So, you know, fear is something that we all feel every day. We all have fear, but we have some control over it because it's something that hasn't happened yet. A lot of times we're afraid about stuff that just doesn't happen. So I meditate every day. I use CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and that helps me address fears that are unrealistic. And I exercise a lot, one hour every day minimum, and a few hours on the weekend. And I eat well, and I drink a lot of water. Now the real question, how do you deal with having hurt somebody? Well, this is very, very hard. And this is what makes taking care of another person's life very hard. People are just not perfect, whether they are airline pilots or doctors or nurses or professional football coaches, firemen, police officers, everybody. People inevitably make mistakes. And you deal with it by being the best that you can be and learning from your mistakes. And then you change yourself and you change the system around you, making it better. And, you know, apart from that, you you need a good group of friends and family and people to work with so that you can rely on them because we're just not perfect. So then she goes on and says that I want to improve the lives of people to the best of my ability for the, for me, that probably means law school and government work. Ultimately I want to become a U.S. Senator, you know, good for you. She has a very clear set of goals and it's all founded on wanting to help people. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And I wish I was, I had that clear of a vision when I was, you know, in high school, but I'm very proud of, of these goals. And I think that she will help a lot of people. So good luck to you. You know, um, then her final questions are, what are your tips for traveling cheap and making the most out of it? And also how do you balance a successful career with your personal life? Okay. So for the second question to balance your life and career you know, all you really need for that is you just need to want it. You just need to want to have that balance. And I think that's that's going to help you get there. That's the best thing because 
everything is going to be trying to pull you out of balance. So you're always going to be at odds. So you just need to want it and and want to try to have balance. Now, I'll give you an example. I had a job where they were making me work more than 30 hours straight. And, uh, you know, I didn't think it was safe to do work for that long without sleep. So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't like it and I quit and I got a different job. I mean, unfortunately that's really hard in medicine. I mean, we are often working long hours and all through the night. Uh, we do these crazy shifts where we're on call for a long time and it, it is part of what we do. But, you know, I just try to, I try really hard to make sure that, you know, I, I, I get my sleep. I get my time with my family. I get time to exercise read books, see my friends. I mean, these things are really important. Things outside of your career are extremely important. And according to some research from Harvard, having one or two really good friends and being able to spend time with those friends are the most important factor in living a very long and healthy life. Actually, so having a friend is like the number one thing that leads to a long life. And so I would say, you know, friends and family are our number one. And so, you know, if you're if you find yourself and you're really, really, you know, out of balance, you you just have to start fighting for yourself. And I think that that's a good start. And then you'll be able to creatively figure out a way. Okay, now for the tips about traveling, which is great, because I, I, I love to travel and I've traveled a lot. So let's see, how would I do it? How would I how would I do it cheaply? Um, well, look, your your expenses on the trip are the biggest one is really your air, airplane ticket, and uh, and then after that, it's where you stay. So I'll give you a I'll tell a quick story. When I went to Nepal during my last year of medical school, you know, I spent probably the most the most money I spent for the whole trip was just on my round trip ticket, and so I bought this ticket. I did a lot of research on how to try to get a really good ticket, so I bought a round trip ticket to India. And then from there, I had a really cheap local flight to Kathmandu. And then the the accommodations in Kathmandu and then Nepal were actually really cheap. And I, I was camping out some of the time. I mean, first of all, Nepal, you need to know, is a, is a poor country. So it's cheaper to backpack around Nepal than actually staying in the United States. So, you know, I was actually saving money when I went there because I was eating there and and then just living there rather than being in the United States. But, you know, you could avoid spending a lot of money by um, just a little bit of creativity and not not jumping on some fancy, uh, you know, hotel. Um, some people have had some success with getting free plane tickets from credit cards. I've actually done that myself. You, you use credit cards for points. You know, this is a very dangerous idea for young people. I don't, I don't know that it's a great option uh, just yet. You, you just do not want to be getting a credit card and starting to use it and buy things on credit. Uh, that's a bad idea. But if you did that and you were able to pay the balance off every month and you got points, with those points you can get free hotel rooms and free airline tickets. But again, I think it's a very, very bad idea for young people to start buying things on credit. If you can't pay the balance off, then you can't afford it. And you're actually hurting yourself in the long run. You're making yourself more poor. So for now, just, I would say, avoid the credit card. Um, I think I'll just finish with a story about something that 
happened to me. It was a ro- romantic trip. Uh, it was a honeymoon, actually, to uh, Hawaii with my wife. And, you know, we got the flights for free because we got points. So points with the credit card. And uh, we brought our tent and we camped out. And we brought our own food that was, I mean, essentially camping food. So, you know, for some people that they might not consider that very exciting. But we did end the trip with a couple really nice uh, days at the Hyatt Hotel with a couple nice dinners. But, you know, for the most part, we, we really didn't spend that much money. We were camping out. We were cooking for ourselves, And we had an awesome time. We camped up high up on, on Haleakala and saw the you know, the sunrise, and we had camped out uh, right on the beach one day, and there was nobody else around, so we had the ocean to ourselves. and then there was another place on the other side of the island where we had just camped out, and, you know, we saw the sunrise over the ocean, and we were the only ones there, and, you know, I think, so I think camping out is a, is a great idea. If anybody uh, wants to know more about cheap travel, just let me know. I love to talk about this stuff. Hey, listen, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. If you know somebody that might benefit from this show, please tell them about it. Thanks. See you next time.